Hey there, welcome to the Metamorphosis Podcast. This is Jen. We've got um, Val, as usual, and we have Elisa Allen back with us, who is a licensed counselor, and she's going to be helping us talk about and break down sugar addiction. Um, And I think most of us probably have experienced a sweet tooth or two in our life, but sugar addiction is just a little bit more of a problem. Um, from cupcakes to pies, off you know, iced coffee drinks, sugar is found in so many foods, and it's almost impossible to avoid. And sometimes it's even hidden. Um, and emotional or psycho- psychological dependence on these sugary foods and drinks, also known as sugar addiction, is a real cause of concern for health officials in America. They're tracing a lot of health issues back to simply consuming too much sugar. Processed foods and refined grains, they create sugar in the body because when they metabolize, they turn into sugar. But sugar in moderation is not harmful. Um, It's just when we overdo it. A recent study suggests that Americans eat way too much sugar. And to be specific, about 75% of Americans eat excess amounts of sugar, many of whom could be classified as actually having a sugar addiction. And if you want to know more about that, just check out the Netflix documentary, documentary, Fed Up for more facts on how big of an issue this really is and how much sugar is hidden in our American diet. Yeah, you want to share some about the actual addiction? Yeah, so we've talked in the past about how addiction works, like how it starts in your brain and then your body actually begins to crave that substance. So there's something that happens that makes us want sugar. We've learned It's a learned behavior in the beginning usually. So we're, we're having a celebration or something good's happening and we notice how good we feel when we have that dopamine release from sugar. So then the next time that we're not feeling great um, or we're feeling tired, we, we, do, we run to those things then. It's the first thing we go to. And that starts to become an addiction, right? When we're using something like a substance to combat a natural feeling in the body, a natural state in the body, that's when we know that we're looking at a place called addiction. So that's what happens in sugar addiction. We start craving this desire for dopamine and we just keep using it over and over and over again. So it looks like maybe going in the morning, instead of having coffee to wake you up, having, you know, a Starbucks caramel um, macchiato, which I love, (laughs) it looks like doing that. And it's not necessarily that that coffee has got the caffeine to wake you up. It's not that you really need that. It's that that thing starts to bring you joy or excitement or happiness instead of letting those things naturally pour out of your life. Um, Because we know it's just a substance, right? So it's not real. It just creates that feeling of being real in the body. And and that gets a little dangerous. It can lead to diabetes and those things like you're talking about. So I have a question. In your opinion, how often do you think sugar addiction is like a conscious thing? Like you said that they notice the sugar is, you know, giving them the good feelings. How often do you think that we don't even notice it's the sugar? How long do you think it goes before we don't even, how long do we not realize it's the sugar? Well, I think that probably if we go all the way back, usually people do know at the very onset that that's what they've done. And then it very quickly takes over and becomes physiological. So sugar is actually as addictive as cocaine, um, studies have shown. And so, and some people have actually said that it's more addictive than cocaine one of the hardest substances to quit, harder than nicotine to quit, if anyone's ever tried to stop smoking, because our body needs glucose, and so we, which is a part of sugar, that's the chemical structure of sugar, so we crave that, and we, and it becomes like, it just overtakes us. We don't necessarily then know that even what we're eating has sugar in it. Sometimes I find, and I have done that with myself as well, like I'll reach for something and not even think about, oh yeah, that has sugar in it, even though 
you know, it clearly says so on the bottle. Um, but deep underneath, there's a reason why that we chose that thing over something that's probably better for us and gives us more energy like almonds or, um, you know, healthy greens. Okay. That's wow. so interesting. And don't you think that like so much of this is just training from childhood because, you know, honestly, as I think about potty training my son, which I've been meaning to do for like, you know, a few months now, um, what, what does everybody tell me to do? Go get jelly beans, go get <laughs> Skittles, go give them chocolate to reward him. Like, I feel like it starts so early with the rewarding of, you know, good things with sugar. Absolutely. And, and it does reward them. It gives them a hit of dopamine in their brain. And so they're like, ah, this feels really good. And then the child associates that very closely with the behavior that they've done. So it is, it's a very effective method. It, unfortunately, um, that dopamine hit becomes associated also with the food. And, and then that becomes an issue. When we are looking to fit for food or for um, anything other than our natural self to bring us happiness, we, we get misled. Well, and then I think for sugar, it also, you know, it provides instant energy. So, you know, most adults um, are worn out by the end of the day <laughs> and it's just easy to come home. And, you know, my, my most tired part of the day is usually around like, you know, three o'clock and it's just easy to grab chocolate because it does, it, you know, gives you that boost without a bunch of caffeine. So it, you know, it can become such a habit if, if you're not careful. And then also you bring in the emotional side of it. So people who, you know, are going through breakups or like really stressful times, if something stressful is at work, it's just, um, really easy to soothe your emotional issues with, um, you know, all kinds of sugar, whether it be, you know, chocolate, wine, whatever it is, um, you know, it all turns into sugar in the body. So, but the, you know, to me, the worst part about it is that then the weight gain comes and you have, you know, difficulty focusing, um, which then the self-esteem and helplessness and lower self-worth, all that, all that comes in to play when you get a more severe addiction. Mm -hmm. so, um, and you know, then it turns into binge eating because binge eating, it's eating too much and too rapidly. And then, you know, people feel guilt and shame and disgust. Um, so, you know, when you're grabbing sweets for a quick fix and you eat it really quick, and then afterwards you feel really nasty. Um, that can just lead to all kinds of um, depression and and emotional conditions. Absolutely, you know, there's been a lot of studies that have shown that anxiety can, you know, anxiety is directly correlated with sugar consumption. So the more we actually have sugar, the more anxiety we have. And you can notice that like, if you have someone who's very, very anxious, one of the first things that I usually recommend is that they, they start to cut back on their sugar. Um, and people automatically think of caffeine as, as causing anxiety. And it uh, certainly can. If we have lots of caffeine, we notice our heart gets really racy and our mind isn't as clear if we overdo it. But sugar actually is usually the, the, culprit hidden in those caffeine laden drinks and those caffeine laden substances. If it was just the caffeine, we probably wouldn't have the levels of anxiety. But, you know, if we're, if we're consuming soft drinks several times a day and eating chocolate several times a day and refined bread, those kinds of things that turn to sugar automatically in the body, those things are going to lead to higher anxiety for sure. Um, and, and we have, you talked about binge eating disorder, like even anorexia and bulimia, those things can develop out of that. Those eating disorders come for a desire from control for control and anxiety is not having control, right? So that, that kind of works together, um, 
to your detriment if you are the person who's struggling with that. We're ta- we talked about um, stress at the end of the day and just being exhausted. When we have um, cortisol in our body, that's the stress hormone. We hear about that on commercials and things often. It starts to deplete and eat away at, this, at the serotonin levels. It makes us, it keeps our body from producing those things. Sugar initially boosts that, so it makes us feel like it's not helping um, or like it is helping with the stress, when in actuality, it causes you to, to gain more weight, and, and the weight that we hold around our midsection actually can release cortisol. So it causes long-term stress, even though it's an initial boost. Oh, um, it's, such a, it's such a trap. <laughs> yeah, it's why it's so hard to get out of. You know, I think so many of us really, really struggle with that, and um, there are lots of plans that you can use to kind of come off of it, but even in those, like it's like at day three, you notice a huge thing and at day seven and at day 21, and there are these markers that if you're unaware, you just feel like your willpower is really weak and you will, and you fail. And it's so, it is very, very hard. It's a, it's a physiological thing that quickly, quickly takes over. Um, very much like alcoholism. We talked about like those harder addictions that can be more obvious in the beginning um, on our last episode, but are just as detrimental and there, um, we learned right before we started the podcast today that there's actually a link between children whose parents abuse alcohol and their sugar addiction. So it's the same, the same pathway in the brain. It's just a, di- a different substance that leads to that. And those people um, can actually start to, pa- they can pass that down to their children. So sometimes, you know, we'll have parents that abuse alcohol and the kids don't abuse alcohol. Now, we always say they do have a a predisposition to that. Their brain is open to that. But we found out now that they actually have the same predisposition to sugar addiction, um, which is kind of scary. It's not something we think about. It's not something we have groups for a meet on, but it can be just as detrimental to your life if it develops into those things like diabetes or um, obesity. So something that you said that just really stuck out to me is that without the awareness of these markers of how the, you know, when you're, I guess, kicking an addiction that you don't do it on day one, you're not even done by day three. You know, there are these markers that bring, that, that take you and um, like different, I guess, obstacles show up at different points of the journey of getting rid of the addiction. And so sugar withdrawal is its own beast. I mean, all addictions have maybe a withdrawal period uh, because your, you know, your body's become dependent on a substance. Um, So when we're eliminating sugar from our diet, uh, there are signs that can come up. So there is something that lives in the body. It is a normal part of your gut bacteria. Your, Your body is actually built of more, more of bacteria than it is of cells. And one of the bacteria that that live in your body is called candida. And candida is a bacteria that lives in your gut that feeds, it's a yeast, it feeds on sugar. And when it gets out of control, it kind of takes over. And so as we start starving our body of sugar, which is the good thing that we're doing for our body, the candida doesn't like it. And it basically like tries to take your body out with it. (laughs) So you end up with irritability. Um, fogginess in your brain, you're moody, you you don't have energy, so you feel more tired, even more so because, I mean, people start thinking, oh no, like if this is life now, I can't live without sugar, I might as well get back on sugar, but it's just that, it's just that window of time that you're coming off of it, and so since many are struggling with sugar addiction, they've binged on these sugary foods for so long, withdrawal and cravings can be really intense, and then people just end up going back to those foods again, 
for that chemical release in the brain. Um, but there are better alternatives. You can switch, you know, for the sweet tooth, you can find healthier replacements um, for the taste of it. But there is hope because one of the things that we love about essential oils is how quickly oils help the body find balance. And um, we've heard of some really amazing testimonies of people giving up um, you know, even heavy things like pain medications and stuff like that without even noticing the withdrawal symptoms they know they're supposed to have because the body is so good at finding balance when it's supported well. So some of the supports that we have are different essential oil blends um, that can kind of help you to not only control the craving that you have for the sweet, but the other like irritability and the moodiness and the low energy um, and then we also have a full program that we follow about, about once a year. You can do it more than once a year, but it's a whole body reset. And it is, it is amazing for just resetting all of your body's hormones and bacteria levels, getting that candida in check. And so, um, you know, the, the candida is difficult to overcome, but only very temporarily. And then we have these other tools. So I know Val's got a, a blend um, to share and she'll break down the oils and explain what each oil helps us with. Yeah. So as you start this process and you're working through the markers, um, to give up sugar or sugar addiction, um, we have a blend for you that will make this journey a little bit easier. We actually have a couple for you. And, um, Dr. Marisa Snyder has some great tips in her book called the essential oils hormone solution. Um, and in her hormone summit last fall, she shared this blend that I think would be really helpful for anybody struggling with this. So you're going to put in a, um, five mil roller bottle. You're going to do 10 drops of peppermint, 10 drops of grapefruit, five drops of lemon, and five drops of fennel essential oil. And you're going to fill the rest of the roller bottle up with fractionated coconut oil. And you can roll this um, on your wrist creases, your elbow creases, um, on your belly, um, you can kind of roll it wherever you want, but, um, let me just tell you a little bit what these oils do. So peppermint is a really, um, energizing oil, but it's also kind of lifts you up. If you're feeling down a lot of times when people are just, you know, feeling down, they'll reach for sugar, um, to give you that, you know, boost. And so that's what the peppermint will do. It'll just kind of lift you up out of your, out of your situation and give you some encouragement. Um, grapefruit is the oil of honoring the body. So grapefruit is going to help you um, be thankful for your body. And, um, in that gratitude, you can typically make better choices when you, when you recognize what your body does for you. Um, and you're aware of it, you want to feed it better. You want to take care of it better. And that oil will really help you do that. Uh, lemon oil is in this blend because it's a really clarifying blend. That's great for detox. And, you know, how often do, are we eating something and we eat it before we even realize what we're doing? Um, lemon will help kind of bring the awareness that you need to really, um, detoxify and, and make better choices with your food. Um, and then fennels in this blend, because we want to take some personal responsibility. Uh, when you're feeling really overwhelmed, you don't know where to start. Um, maybe feeling a little bit like a victim because you're dealing with this, um, issue. Fennel will help pull you up out of that place and just help you take on a little bit more personal responsibility. So try this blend. Um, and, you know, when you're feeling like reaching for chocolate, go put this blend all over and, um, it'll get you through the initial craving so that you can, um, you know, really work through it and defeat this. Yeah. Lisa has a really cool story. We've shared it before on the podcast about a specific blend from a book called I'm Fabulous by Desiree Mangendog. It's one of our favorite essential oil recipe books. And, um, 
Alisa, do you care to share not only your experience, but do you have the list of oils that are in the blend? You don't have to get the blend. They can buy Desiree's book to get the exact recipe, but um, share about some of the oils in this blend. Yeah, so um, it was probably a year ago, and I had started doing Bye Bye Baggage, and it's just part of the protocols that are in the book and kind of suggesting how to move through those. And it was part of my habit every day to stop at the Dollar General on the way home and get a candy bar and a soda um, after work. So it was at that point, not something that I was even super aware of the reason why I was doing it. It's just what I did. I'm the mom of two kids and I was working full time at, and, and opening a business and it was, it didn't occur to me at the time it was a stress reaction or a way to minimize the stress of the day and also give me energy to continue to work and do things for five or six more hours um, every night. But I think that's probably what it was. Um, so I had stopped and gotten it one day, probably, I think it was about a day after I started using the Bye Bye Baggage Plan. So I stopped and got it, put it in my car, drove home, never opened it. Next day, never opened it another day, never opened it to where I just finally threw it away. And, and that, that was gone. So that desire to stop and use that just completely dissipated from my life. At that point, I realized that that wasn't something I needed anymore. Um, the oils in that blend are Hawaiian sandalwood, which are, it's just so incredibly nourishing. And I think that substitute and also it sort of smells like vanilla. It has that very rich, yeah. thick, like nourishing, comforting, feeling to it so when you put the oil on it just kind of it, it kind of lets you know that it's all gonna be all right anyway um and then frankincense is the next oil in there and so frankincense just helps you understand truth and the truth is like no matter the stress no matter what's going on like sugar's not going to help it it doesn't get rid of anything it actually does not give me more energy gives me less energy um cedarwood which is the oil of community letting me know that like, i'm not alone that we can do this together um and that there are people that will help Cinnamon for boldness. Cinnamon also like curbs blood sugar levels. So that's very interesting. I think probably uh, another thing we find with people who consume sugar is that they eat at very random and sporadic times. And so their body doesn't really understand how to maintain stable blood sugar, uh, which can cause extreme exhaustion in random times that there shouldn't be, no matter how much sleep you're getting. Um, eucalyptus, which is for wellness, lemongrass, which is for clearing, and melaleuca, which is also for clearing any kind of negative and negative thoughts that perhaps were going on from the stress of the day. Time for forgiveness. Um, Siberian fur and Douglas fur to like get rid of negative old patterns, like just, and it's exactly what it did. It just broke that pattern that I had instilled probably the first time um, consciously, like thinking, oh, I'm tired. I have all this work to do today. This will help me get through um, the night. And then it just took over and became something that I did without even realizing. So it just stopped. It, it just went away. And it was just such an empowering thing to be able to see this sitting there and know like, oh, I don't have to use it. Like, I don't, I don't need that. I have everything that I need within myself. So that's my favorite thing about the oils is just how much they support our internal composition and the power that we all have within ourselves to really conquer our own lives and however we choose. That's amazing because I mean, I know people that would have tried to willpower through that getting rid of that Coke a day or that candy bar 
in the afternoon and no amount of willpower works. Like you've got to do something that like redirects the habit. And so you picked up a new habit of using a rollerball blend that wasn't actually addictive. Like when you were done with that blend, you're like, okay, I'm done with that. Time to move on with a new blend. So it, it's a really healthy uh, replacement that you don't become attached to. And it's just amazing how fast it actually dissolved that, that sugar addiction that you had every day that you weren't even aware of. That's so awesome. And mm-hmm. so if, uh, try those blends and, you know, use those. And if, if, if your sugar addiction doesn't go away automatically, it may mean that you've got some more emotional work to do. Like I'm sure Elisa does a ton of emotional work on herself as a counselor and, um, she knows all of the practices and things that she needs. And sometimes our body just needs that last little release from the, the chemical physical dependency. Um, but if you're still struggling, you may have some more emotional attachment to it. Um, the blends will help with that, but you know, also there's no shame in seeing a counselor. There's actually so much joy that comes from seeing a counselor and dumping your baggage with them and letting them help you see it differently. So, you know, work through that. And then if you have more questions about the 30 day reset that we lead people through, go to our website, valandjen.com. If you go to the resources tab, you'll actually find a link to it there. But we'd be happy if you've never gotten into essential oils before and or you don't have um, anybody in your area that guides you and helps you. We actually can guide people long distance no matter where you are. I know we have listeners in other countries even. And we can actually guide you through that personally and help you get through the 30-day reset with all of the um, you know, answer all of your questions and give you all the resources and directions that you need. So uh, go honor and love your body with essential oils and good things and check out that Netflix uh, documentary fed up. If you need to know a little bit more about sugar. 